0: This is Data Podcast. In the ever changing world of data, this is the podcast packed full of information to keep you right on top of all the developments. From AWS and Azure, through to data science, big data, AI, and NoSQL, and everything in between, we cover the essential updates from both a technical and non technical perspective, including special guests and in depth interviews. Now, please welcome your hosts, Rajeeb Baha and Shabnam Khan, with today's episode of Data Podcast.
1: Gregory Biotetsky-Shapiro, PhD, is our guest today. He is a president of KD Nuggets, a leading site for analytics, big data, data science, and machine learning. Gregory is also a co-founder of KDD, the Knowledge Discovery and Data Mining Conferences, and a top research conference in the world. He is also a co-founder and past chair of ACM SIGKDD, a professional association for data mining and data science, and a well-known data scientist. I'm your host, Shabnam, and Rajib is also co-hosting with me. Welcome to our show, Gregory. And Rajib, you have the floor.
2: All right. According to Forbes, you are one of the top big data influencers. Your KD Nuggets site has well over 60 awards and mentions as a leading publication. And in fact, I often find myself going there, reading and tweeting articles from there. And there are like uh, very few places to find exciting articles on data science, AI, big data. So would you please tell us a brief history of KD Nuggets? Uh, well, Shabnam, uh, thank you for your kind introduction. And Rajib, thank you for the
3: opportunity. So how did I get started with KD Nuggets? Well, uh, even from my youth, I was very fascinated by Robots and artificial intelligence and I was actually doing uh, studying computer science and doing PhD in some related topics but somehow my PhD program took longer and my scholarship uh, award ran out so I got a job working on the databases and uh, I was looking for some opportunities to apply uh, some interesting machine learning technology to databases at that time i was working at uh, gte and uh, it was hard to convince my management that it's a good idea to analyze the databases and find there's uh, something useful so to convince them i thought that well if i organize a workshop i've attended a few workshops at AAAI conferences before and being a young person i didn't realize how difficult and cum- cumbersome it will be so i uh, bravely decided to go for it. Uh, the workshop, uh, which I organized, was the very first workshop in that area, knowledge discovery, and data mining, back in 1989. The workshop was quite successful. And um, Katie Nuggets, I started as a, just a newsletter to connect the researchers who attended the 93 workshop. So, uh, then the very first issue of KD Nuggets, which is still online, was sent to about 50 researchers who attended the KDD 93 workshop, which was at AAA conference. And then I left uh, GT Labs and joined a couple of startups. And after a dot-com bubble has burst around 2001, I left uh, that startup that I was working the value of that startup briefly went to about a billion dollars, and then even faster went all the way back to zero before I could do anything stupid with the, those stock options. Mm-hmm. And uh, then decided to uh, do some independent consulting. But on the side, uh, I found that doing KD nuggets was uh, an interesting activity because it kept me in touch with what was happening in the world of uh, data mining as it was then called uh, and predictive analytics. That's another term that became popular or data science, another term that appeared. And now the popular terms are big data and machine learning, again, and artificial intelligence. But the core of the field is still looking at uh, available data and finding what are the interesting and valid patterns and using them to predict the future. So KD Nuggets has grown from uh, about 50 people back in 93 to about um, 450,000 people who visit us each month, and we have about 180,000 subscribers. via Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and email, and we publish about uh, 100 different posts per month. And you know, it has become... Uh, quite successful. I turned my hobby uh, into a full-time activity. And besides me, there is another full-time editor. And we have also a couple of interns in uh, Europe and in Australia. So uh, Katie Nugget's uh, empire, so to speak, almost spans the world.
1: Wow! It it looks like you you sound like you really enjoy it a lot. So you have just mentioned about your transition from being a researcher role while you were a PhD student to a high level editor role, and you have just mentioned quite briefly in you know how it has gotten a lot better and became very successful. Will you please tell us exactly what do you enjoy the most about it?
3: Well, I think well I was a researcher for for many years, uh, but when I stopped doing research when I joined uh, a startup because when you work in the industry, you really focus on uh, how to get immediate applied results for your client in the next months rather than working on long-term research. And uh, now being uh, the editor of KD Nuggets, what is most interesting is opportunity to uh, look at really great ideas, some of the posts that I find myself and many other submissions that uh, we get and uh, interacting with lots of other smart people and you know, being able to select a few interesting uh, topics about data science, machine learning and related topics, select them for our readers. So kind of, I, I enjoy the intellectual challenge.
2: Oh, nice. Now, as you're, uh, you know, keep exploring and editing, you know, literally hundreds of articles per month, are you noticing any trend uh, globally uh, as relates to machine learning, AI, and big data? And um, I believe you had an uh, also an article that was about level of enthusiasm of people who have been working long in the AI field. So would you please also share some insights on that as well?
3: Sure. Uh, looking at trends is one of the things that we do. I mean, that's Uh, One of the first heuristics of data science, when you have too much data, one way to reduce it is just look at the changes. And we apply it, of course, to the news and to other things around us as well. So big data, uh, I think, in some way um, reached the peak. Gartner has removed big data from the hype curve. Uh, Some time ago, and in fact, uh, in May, I wrote a post about machine learning overtaking big data on uh, Google Trends. So in terms of hype, now machine learning hype is up, big data hype is down. Of course, uh, you know, that's just looking at public perception. In terms of global trends, well, you cannot open... Probably any newspaper. I guess people, young people don't look at the newspaper, but you cannot open any website, visit any website without seeing some articles on AI or machine learning and the latest and greatest achievements. Uh, kind of the biggest trend, I think, in the last uh, few years has been the amazing progress of uh, deep learning, which has become kind of the most successful methods of machine learning. and it enabled researchers to match and exceed human abilities in many areas from game playing to image recognition, you know, speech recognition, uh, and many, many other things. And in fact, uh, you know anybody who uses a smartphone or tries to uh, do any translation, or uploads any picture on Facebook is already seeing uh, examples of uh, machine learning and AI in action. Looking, so in terms of trends, uh, one interesting uh, question uh, that appeared recently in the news um, was prompted by the debate between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg was whether AI would be very good and benign, which was Mark Zuckerberg's opinion, or whether AI is summoning the demon, as Elon Musk has called and you know, he called AI very dangerous. Uh, I saw a poll at uh, some site recently, and about 60% of responders in that global poll thought that AI would have benefit for the society, and about 20% was skeptical. And I thought it would be interesting to do such poll among KD Nuggets readers who are more technical than global population and see what would be their opinions. And there were two very surprising results, uh, surprising to me. First, uh, overall, uh, the positive opinion the optimism was almost the same among the technical analytics people who read kd nuggets as globally about 60 percent thought that ai would improve the society however when i cross correlated that optimism versus the level of experience uh it turned out that uh, when experience was four years or more people started to get much more skeptical. So basically people who had little or no experience up to about four years were very positive on AI and people who had more experience were much more skeptical of AI role in society. Uh, I have to clarify, this question was not about whether AI is feasible or not. I think this question has been answered because we already see Many examples of AI doing things on the human level or above. Question was: Will AI make human society better? And I think um, it's completely unclear. There is a tremendous potential of making life better for some people. What is completely unclear: whether most people will enjoy the benefits, or whether AI will even more increase the inequality that we're seeing now being created by automation. So that, I think that's a big warning and big red flag. And you know, in this debate between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, I'm more on the side of Musk. I'm more concerned about risks of AI while recognizing its tremendous potential. We should think carefully about how to mitigate possible damage that this advanced technology can do to human society.
1: Yeah, that's that's great. Actually, that leads me to ask a question about automation. And I would like to know, where does automation of data science come into play? And do you think if it's a, a helpful process or a distraction from useful analysis, and how would you implement it?
3: Well, of course, automation is very helpful. Uh, you know, someone who spent uh, a lot of time on doing data analysis. Uh, you know, that's one of the first things that I was doing was try to automate the data science pipe uh, pipeline. And you know, typically, data science project is not a single activity from you know beginning of data until then, but it's typically very repetitive with many cycles. So most data scientists set up different types of pipelines and then reuse them. And I guess what has been happening recently with uh, tools like DataRobot and many others is they try to automate the entire process of data analysis. Basically you drop in some uh, data, give them some data and they run everything completely automatically. Uh, And such tools have appeared, I think, already 10 years ago with KXCN um, was a company that developed analytics solution based in France. Uh, They've been recently acquired by SAP. Uh, They've developed something called automated uh, predictive analytics factory. I think or it was automated modeling factory, which allowed some partial automation and more recent tools. Have m- much more significant automation and in fact uh, they would allow you to uh, replace junior level data scientists so they would uh, allow the person to put some data and they would come up with results uh, so how does automation affect data scientists well Tom Davenport uh, one of the leading uh, experts in, in business and analytics, uh, has come up with a list of professions that are most in danger of automation. And the criteria that he identified includes um, jobs that have a lot of data, uh, jobs that, where decisions follow some specified rules and where there are many examples of those rules being applied. And data science, the data scientist role actually falls under all of those criteria. And uh, I think what is happening now with data science that on one hand, this is the golden age of data scientists. Uh, data scientist has been called by the same Tom Davenport and DJ Patil as the sexist profession of 21st century. On the other hand, the profession of data science is also in danger of being automated. I don't think it will automate all such positions, but you know, many beginning or junior level tasks would be automated, and uh, sort of data scientists will have to retreat further and further up the kind of the cognitive tree, doing more difficult and more creative jobs, where more routine work. Will be automated. Uh, I think about a year ago, we ran another poll in KD Nuggets where I asked our readers, When do you think data science will be automated? And uh, the median answer was 2025. So about half of our readers, half of data scientists who read KD Nuggets, thought that majority of data scientists' work will be automated by 2025. So to my, uh, I guess, readers and data scientists, you should enjoy the golden time, but also learn skills that are harder to automate, like trying to be more creative, uh, storytelling skills, and have better business understanding.
2: Thank you for that useful advice. You know, in the world of data science and statistics, there's this concept called bias, and in some way or form, we all have bias. Now, does big data suffer from any bias, such as, uh, let's say, for example, implicit bias? Can you share something about that? Um, Yes, uh, unfortunately it does. And
3: uh, the bias doesn't have to be recorded explicitly. It's not like, you know, somebody at Google, let's say, will put a program saying that, you know, charge people in this group more. But bias much more frequently happens implicitly because uh, the data records our human actions and, you know, human society is full of bias. And some of it may be good, like we want to identify which people are more likely to uh, default on loans. I mean, that would be a bias against people who are not credit worthy, but some would contradict our values and norms. Uh, For example, we don't want discrimination based on race. So there is a very famous researcher. Her name is Latanya Sweeney. She was the first uh, black woman to receive PhD in computer science from MIT. And when she was a researcher in Carnegie Mellon, she was engaging in a fun activity that many of us do, like typing your own name into Google. And she noticed that when she put her name, and, and name Latanya in United States is strongly associated with African-American women. So she noticed that uh, the Internet searches for her name a lot more frequently gave ads suggesting Uh, that she had a criminal record. So when she Googles her own name, she would see a name like Latanya Sweeney arrested. Enter name and state to get your full background check instantly. And some of her colleagues who had names that associated more typically with Caucasian features uh, would not get those ads. And you can see uh, many other examples like this. For example, a... recently saw another article that mentioned that there are SAT test prep services and when they see a visitor from zip code where there is a high proportion of Asian residents who are uh, known to take uh, kind of be more willing to pay for SAT prep they would charge the zip codes a lot more than zip codes where there is different demographics so basically big data reflects the biases that humans have and i don't think we can eliminate the biases but there are useful tools there are useful research works that have been done that allow to make those biases explicit and at least society can then decide what can be done about it
1: Wow that was quite interesting. I didn't know all about this. Thanks for sharing that with us. Now we have read something about the citizen data scientist in the, in your some of your articles. Will you please tell us who are these so-called citizen data scientists and why are they important? Also, how can they serve society at large?
3: So the term citizen data scientist uh, appeared in 2015 following um, Gardner research director Alexander Linden when one of the Gardner report he suggested we need to cultivate citizen data scientists and here I'm quoting from his report people on the business side that may have some data skills possibly from math or even social degree and putting them to work exploring and analyzing data and that term was picked up by some publications around 2015 and 16 to proclaim the rise of citizen data scientists. Now, I personally dislike this term very much and I pushed very hard against it. Um, and I, I wrote a blog called The Mirage of Citizen Data Scientists where I explained that I dislike this term for two reasons. Uh, one, I guess, uh, maybe less important reason that citizen data scientists had some misleading connotation, especially given the heated debate now happening in the United States regarding citizens and immigrants. And at least here, United States actually a very large number of data scientists, perhaps majority at some conferences that have been uh, are immigrants. I don't know whether they're citizens of the United States or not, but uh, certainly um the United States uh, at least until this year used to attract a great number of scientists data scientists and other types of scientists and sort of using the term citizen may uh, create some less desirable connotations Uh, but this is sort of a a minor reason Uh, the major reason is that the term citizen scientist, which here was expanded to citizen data scientist, suggests that any citizen, any amateur without any significant training can do the work of a data scientist. And that, I think, is very dangerous because if um, something is important, you know, data science is important, for example, for understanding fraud or security or climate or even credit card, then you have to use certain training and certain business understanding to do it. Um, When was the last time that uh, you wanted to go to a citizen dentist, for example? Or if you fly on an airplane, do you really want a citizen pilot fly your plane? Or would you call a citizen plumber to work if, you know, a toilet is plugged? I don't think so. I I guess it could depend on the risk, right, and benefit? It could (laughs) depend on the risk, exactly. So if uh, you take data science seriously, you know, if it's like citizen dentist or citizen pilot, okay, let's leave the citizen plumber aside, uh, then people should receive at least certain training, and uh, people who have training, at least have business understanding, and know how to use tools, they already have a name. We call them business analysts. Because in, in data science, it's very easy to apply tools wrongly and find uh, completely wrong results. We have plenty of examples of overfitting the data. Um, uh, I think there were famous examples that somebody found that S&P 500 for some period of time had very high correlation with price of butter in Bangladesh. I think Shabnam, you probably in, <laughs> from Bangladesh, so you yep. can relate to that example. And if you um, search for correlations long <laughs> enough, you can find all kinds of spurious correlations that Uh, citizen data scientists may not be uh, sufficiently trained to recognize. So I think um, the automation of data science can uh, either proceed all the way. For example, there could be some algorithms that are completely automated and in fact uh, all the ad bidding that is currently done is done fully automated uh, because those algorithms make you know, thousands or probably millions of bids every minute, and no human can, uh, you know, modify those models fast enough. So, so either full automation or uh, requires some sufficient training in, you know, statistics, some business understanding, but uh, something in the middle where you take a tool that is not fully automated and allow somebody without any training to use it, I think will likely produce uh, results that would be just as dangerous, and if you have citizen dentists, drill your teeth.
2: Got it. Thank you, Gregory. We have learned quite a lot, and I also enjoyed the interesting reference to Bangladesh, because I grew up my life there. (laughs) Anyway, uh, now last question is, uh, how do we connect with you in, let's say, Twitter or LinkedIn? Well,
3: on Twitter, um, you can follow KD Nuggets. That's K for knowledge, uh, D for discovery, and Nuggets for knowledge discovery nuggets. That's the like the name of the site. And I'm also on LinkedIn. You can follow me on LinkedIn. I, I think I have about uh, 190,000 followers on LinkedIn.
1: Wow.
3: Uh, and um, you can also visit KD Nuggets website and subscribe to our newsletter which we publish uh, weekly with a s- summary kind of digest of interesting posts and if you have interesting ideas on data science and machine learning you can email me uh, your blogs to editor1 at kdnuggets.com
2: wonderful well thank you for joining us sir and uh, we, we hope to see uh, many years of great works from you
3: thank you, well, thank you very
2: much Uh, Thank you and thank you for the opportunity.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Data Podcast. You're welcome to follow our hosts on Twitter at Rajib2K5, at Shabnam Khan 2017, and on YouTube at youtube.com slash Rajib2K5. Our episodes are also available via iTunes, SoundCloud, Google, and other podcasting platforms. Thank you for tuning in.